the scale of this lockdown is just staggering. You've got 25 million residents in Shanghai locked in indefinitely. This is in China's most populous and cosmopolitan city. And people there, they're feeling helpless and frustrated. But much of the dissent is being censored. Numerous complaints online of people struggling to get daily essentials. Some even turned away from urgent medical care. Most of the social media videos shown in our story were wiped off the Internet in China almost immediately after they were posted. <laughs> Anger is reaching a boiling point in Shanghai. Chinese social media showing residents in lockdown protesting, chanting, we want jobs, we want freedom. Hundreds in one Shanghai neighborhood broke out of confinement, pleading for affordable food. This resident confronts the police, yelling, why are we being starved? Residents in another neighborhood crowded at the gate inside their compound, asking, why not put us all in prison? We've been locked in for 26 days anyway. Shanghai is now the center of China's worst crisis since the early days of the pandemic. Most of the city's 25 million residents are under strict lockdown, with no clear end in sight. Residents aren't even allowed to briefly step outside. CNN filmed this man walking in his apartment compound. He was immediately escorted back home. Social media shows children, even infants, separated from their families at a Shanghai hospital after testing positive for COVID-19. Isolated alone, crying. CNN cannot independently verify the images, but spoke to a mother who was separated from her two-year-old daughter. The hospital later said in a statement that it was moving its pediatric ward to make more room for COVID patients. CNN spoke to the daughter of this man who has late-stage stomach cancer. He's supposed to be hospitalized for chemotherapy, but isn't allowed to leave his apartment. He presses his chest in pain. In another heartbreaking case shared online, a woman is screaming in desperation for the paramedic to help an asthma patient. His heart has stopped, she said, pleading to borrow the ambulance's defibrillator. But the paramedics refused to help. Soon after, the patient died. Since confirming its first Omicron case in mid-December, mainland China's average new daily case count has surged from double digits to more than 9,000. There are more than 110,000 active cases and counting. But across China, every single case is required to stay at a hospital or quarantine center. Like this makeshift one in lockdown northeastern Jilin province. This patient describes the unsanitary conditions. He says, there is nothing here. No masks, no medical alcohol, no disinfection. Look at the garbage, the toilets. And social media shows this chaotic scene outside a makeshift hospital in Shanghai. CNN spoke to a woman who is there. Patients battling for limited blankets and food, no medical staff in sight, as medical resources in the city are stretched to the limit. The outbreak in China's financial hub is a grim setback for China's economic recovery. To keep operations running, some businesses are quarantining their employees at the office. This video diary shows 75 office workers locked down in 3,000 square feet of space. The workers said they lived in the office for 12 days earlier in March. Shanghai, China's bustling cosmopolitan city, now a ghost town. Entire cities and provinces in China are grinding to a halt. But for how long? 
and at what cost. So far, the reported death toll from COVID-19 is extremely low, and that is how officials are justifying these draconian measures, despite the huge economic and social costs. Friends, we're facing more threats than ever before. When our leaders warn of global food shortages, including here in the U.S., it's time to act. Go to preparewiththinkaboutit.com and get your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply while you can. We don't know when more empty store shelves may hit, so now is the best time to act. My Patriot Supply is by far the number one preparedness company to rely on with millions of satisfied customers this past year. Act quickly and save $150 on a vital three-month emergency food kit. This kit provides breakfast, lunches, dinner, drinks, and snacks, totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Every family in America should have at least one three-month supply of food per person. Now you can. Go to preparewiththinkaboutit.com and save $150 on your three-month food kit. That's preparewiththinkaboutit.com. Your order ships quickly and arrives in unmarked boxes for your privacy. Don't wait any longer. Go to preparewiththinkaboutit.com. As we watch America crumble under the boot of immorality, criminality, and complete lawlessness, every institution we once trusted has been proven to be overrun by the lawless and depraved criminals called politicians. And now, the proof is in the recent post to the depraved and unconstitutional institution we always knew as the Supreme Court. There's nothing close to being supreme about this godless court in this godless country. And the people who continue to believe will make a change by talking about it on TV and protesting in the streets and making our voices heard, it's like a fool trying to reason with a psychopath killer to spare their life. They've already told you that their intent is to kill you and control you. And they are not trying to hide their intentions anymore. Meet your new Supreme Court judge, Ketanji Jackson. In every single case involving child pornography, Judge Ketanji Jackson has been lenient and openly sympathetic with the perpetrators of child rape pornography. Christopher Michael Downs openly bragged about molesting his 13-year-old cousin. He was arrested for trading videos of child rape, including children as young as two years old. Judge Jackson gave him the absolute bare minimum sentence. Ryan Manning Cooper was arrested for having more than 600 images involving the rape and torture of children, including infants and toddlers, which is why the prosecutors made it clear that the case was on the more egregious or extreme spectrum. But Judge Jackson disagreed and ruled that distributing images of infants and toddlers being raped is not especially egregious. Wesley Keith Hawkins posted videos of 11-year-old boys being raped by men. Jackson only gave him three months, sent him to a low-security prison, arranged for special protections, and apologized to him, telling him that she feels so sorry for him and his family and for the anguish that this has caused all of them. 
In explaining her light sentence, Judge Jackson argued for the child pornographer's future potential. Six years later, he was arrested again for distributing child rape porn, and Jackson resentenced him to only six months in a residential reentry center. Neil Alexander Stewart was arrested with hundreds of images and videos of child rape while trying to procure children between the ages of 5 and 11 to rape them. Judge Jackson admitted that the felon was likely to reoffend, but still gave a light sentence, arguing that the current recommendations for child sex offenders is outdated and substantially flawed. Three years later, Stewart reoffended. This is how Judge Jackson got her start. In 2009, President Obama nominated her to vice chair the U.S. Sentencing Commission, where she helped weaken federal sentencing policy for child pornographers by arguing that child pornographers are not pedophiles. Which is similar to how Hillary Clinton got her start when she defended a group of men who violently gang-raped a child and later joked how she knew they were guilty. It's also very interesting that when the biggest pedophile scandal in history broke, Judge Jackson was there. After WikiLeaks released the Podesta emails, millions of people were asking questions about a strange coded language being used between President Obama, Hillary Clinton, and their friends. A code that seemed to reflect what the FBI says is secret code for pedophiles. The whole sordid mess became known as Pizzagate, and when the Fed's cleanup operation ended up in the courts, Judge Ketanji Jackson was there to help tidy it all up. I'm sure this is all just a coincidence. Just like it was a coincidence that the world's most infamous pedophile blackmail artist killed himself in jail while the guards were surfing the internet. And just like it's a coincidence that Congress has paid out millions of dollars in court settlements that involve sexual assault. In some parallel universe, there may be an Earth that protects its children from pedophiles and other child predators, but not this one. On this Earth, we pay them taxes and sacrifice our children to them. You guys told us that Russia couldn't lose. You told us that the Taliban couldn't immediately win. And so I guess I'm wondering, what in the $773 billion that you're requesting today is going to help you make assessments that are accurate in the face of so many blown calls? We're behind in hypersonics. We failed to deter Russia. Last year, China so what do you, what do you, what do you mean we're behind in hypersonics? How, how do you... Okay, do who you, do you, who's ahead in hypersonics? Your own people brief us that we are behind and that China is winning. Are you aware of the briefings we get on hypersonics? I am certainly aware of briefings that we provide to, to Congress. But it, it's not just the hypersonics. It's all over the world. It's in Taiwan, where China last year flew more sorties than ever before. It's North Korea on pace to shatter prior records, the number of missiles that they, that they are testing. And so while everyone else in the world seems to be developing capabilities and being more strategic, we got time to embrace critical race theory at West Point, to embrace socialism at the National Defense University, to do mandatory pronoun training. Do you it's, assess... You know, it's, it's, again, this is the most capable, the most combat-credible force in the world. It has been, and it will be so uh, going forward. Not if this we continue down this path. To do that. Not if we embrace socialism. The, the fact that you're embarrassed by your by your country. By oh no no no! Country, I'm embarrassed by I'm, your leadership. I'm sorry for I am that. not embarrassed for my country. I wish it's we were not losing saying. to China. It's I what wish you're we saying. Were, you know what? The that's you know that is so 
th- that is so disgraceful that you would sit here and conflate your failures with the failures of the uniformed service members. You guys said that that Russia would overrun Ukraine in 36 days. You said that the Taliban would be kept at bay for months. You totally blew those calls. And maybe we would be better at them if the National Defense University actually worked a little more on strategy and a little less on wokeism. Marx is running Biden's dwindling brain. What do we do now? have loudly complained incessantly about systematic racism in the private and public sectors. Yet there is no concern for the systematic ignorance within the U.S. military that allows those seeking higher brass to continue for decades as serial rapists and child molesters. Case in point, Staff Sergeant Randall S. Hughes got off with a slap on the wrist after he raped the wife of a young soldier under his charge during a Super Bowl party in 2017. He was merely transferred to Fort Dix, New Jersey, and it wasn't long before he was again accused of rape, this time by his own teenage daughter. Finally, after a decade, Hughes' madness would come to a stop after an investigation revealed five victims that could have avoided the abuse had the military done its job. A civilian army commander is accused of leading a child pornography ring that involved his own adopted son and also risking U.S. security. David Frodsham was arrested in Arizona and pleaded guilty to sex abuse in 2016. He's currently serving a 17-year sentence, but records obtained by the Associated Press show that he worked at Fort Huachuca after an army commander recommended disciplinary action. The AP says that red flags were missed or ignored. Frodsham pleaded guilty to sex abuse charges in 2016 and is now serving a 17-year sentence. But the U.S. Army and the state of Arizona had missed and or ignored a myriad of red flags for more than a decade, allowing Frodsham to allegedly abuse his adopted son and his other children for years. Practices that made this higher officer vulnerable to blackmail. It is actually systematic incompetence and blackmail that runs rampant throughout our military and private and public sectors, crushing what remains of American national security, a problem we would likely address if the country wasn't infested by Marxist treason. That's the President of the United States in his own house, shunned. Nobody would talk to him. So Biden wandered off looking vacant as a crowd formed around a former president, Barack Obama, who was obviously deeply grateful for the attention. And then it got worse. It got much more poignant than that. Watch Biden try to horn in on the conversation swirling around Obama. Everyone involved in that conversation, including Kamala Harris, who supposedly works for Biden, ignored Biden completely. Biden desperately tried to get Obama's attention. He puts his hand on Obama's shoulder. He even calls him Barack, like they're friends. But Obama blows him off. He acts like Biden's not even there. Ask yourself if you have ever in your life seen anything sadder than this. 